you've probably already noticed that Robin thinks about a lot of things. It's just her nature, a mind like a whirlwind. It seems like her mind never shuts down, and from her point of view, why should it? There's always something to ponder, questions to ask, things to discover, and even on a slow day, you never know where it can lead. Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. I wasn't sure if you were still up. Yeah, I have to pick a subject for a class assignment. What kind of assignment? How different places got their names. Like landmarks or buildings? No, Mom. Places or geography. But I'm confused. What about? Well, Cousin Veronica lived on Roosevelt Island in New York, and I thought I'd pick that. But there were two famous Roosevelts. Actually, three. Three? You might be only thinking of the two presidents, Franklin Roosevelt and Teddy Roosevelt. But there was also... Eleanor Roosevelt. Almost forgot. FDR's wife. Mm Mm-hmm. And the first lady. We learned about her last year. You know what she said? Tell me. That a woman is like a tea bag. You don't know how tough she is until she gets in hot water. (laughs) Isn't that funny? (laughs) Funny and true. Mom, why do they call him FDR? That's just how he was known by his initials. President Franklin Delano Roosevelt. FDR. Your grandmother loved, loved, loved him. How come? He was a very great president. Oh, here. I just looked it up. The island was named after him. There you go. Now it's late. You need to go to sleep. They've got a tram there. A tram where? Roosevelt Island. So cool. Maybe one day we'll ride it. Now to sleep. Okay. Thanks, Mom. Love you. Love you. Night. Actually, sleep had been the furthest thing from Robin's mind. She had been lying awake researching the 32nd president. She didn't pay much attention to the island. She had learned that FDR did so much good in so many areas and for so many people that she was having trouble figuring out what to write about. Then she realized the best place to get help. So she slipped out of bed, out of the room, and down the hall. Clock? FDR. Clock? (sighs) Franklin Roosevelt. Here we are, sir. Speaker Rayburn said you will be comfortable here in his ceremonial office. Thank you, James. I'll return once the members have assembled. Do you need anything? Perhaps a glass of water, if you please? Uh, Yes, sir. Hi. Huh. Well, hello, young lady. Uh, Hello. And you are? Robin. And do you know who I am? (laughs) F.D.R.? You are correct. Franklin Roosevelt. You're... The President of the United States. I am. And you are staring. Oh, um, sorry. Have you never seen a wheelchair before? Yes, I have, but I... Don't concern yourself. In my position, I try to make it less obvious. Can I ask... what happened to you? Your glass of water. Thank you, James. It will still be a few minutes. Members are still entering the chamber. Very well. 
Have you met Robin? I have not. Hello, Robin. My son, James. He's a great help to me. Hi. I'm just sharing with Robin background about yesterday. It's horrible. Just horrible. Are you okay with your speech? I am. Thank you. Uh, then I will return shortly. Polio. Huh? An answer to your question. I was stricken with polio. What's polio? Polio is an insidious virus that infected my spinal cord. It's where many of your nerves are. It left me paralyzed from the waist down. Oh, I'm sorry. You need not be. True that it has been a long, arduous road, but here I am. I know. You're president, even though you're paralyzed. I am not paralyzed. My legs are. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. My dear Robin, there's no need. Let us agree that for the duration of our conversation, you will not say that you are sorry anymore. Oh, yeah. Right. Sorry. I mean, okay. Robin, I am a very fortunate man. As challenging as my battle with polio has been, it has also given me strength. How? Well, the way Eleanor puts it, that's my wife. I know. The First Lady. Yes, the First Lady. Very good. She said my illness gave me the strength and courage that I hadn't had before. That I now have infinite patience and never-ending persistence. There's no cure? I'm afraid not. I'm told scientists are hard at work trying to find one. Yet you still became president. Elected three times. That's amazing. Isn't it? I mean, in a wheelchair. You could see it that way. It must be hard. There's no denying. It is hard. And painful. But one must persevere. We must all believe in the power of our own faith and conviction. Do you understand what I mean? I think so. When I was stricken with this dreadful disease, I was given a choice. Allow it to control and overcome me, or find a way, any way, to get beyond the disease. To persevere. How? What did you do? Oh, my dear, I tried everything. I exercised. I swam in a pool to build my strength. And it helped? In many ways, yes. It didn't restore my legs, but it gave me the inner strength Eleanor talks about. Most importantly, I never lose hope. One can never lose hope. What do you mean? Through faith and an abiding belief that anything is possible. I brought myself to a place where I could function, where I could become the person I was meant to be. Mr. President, it's taking a little longer. No harm. Robin and I are having a pleasant conversation. Isn't that right, Robin? Um, yes, sir. They are seating now. Uh, justices have arrived. Military? Of course. All present. It shouldn't be long. I'll be back shortly. Um, Mr. President, he said you're going to give a speech? Yes. Yes, I am. Is that it? In your hands? It is. Probably the most important speech I will ever give. And I have given many. What's it about? Well, Robin, yesterday was a very sad day in the history of our country. The Empire of Japan attacked Pearl Harbor. With bombs, aircraft, and torpedoes, they attacked and ambushed the United States of America. That is a day that will be remembered in infamy. Really? That's horrible. Um, what's infamy? Infamy? 
Infamy is a word that describes being well known for something very, very bad. Excuse me, sir. I have the preliminary report from Pearl Harbor. Go on, James. Please. More than 20 ships and 300 airplanes destroyed. Airfields and dry docks demolished. More than 3,000 soldiers and civilians killed or wounded. I am not prone to swearing, but if there ever was a time, this is where tyranny will meet its demise. You see, Robin, war is not something we seek. But this war has been forced upon us if we are to defend freedom. What will you do? With my speech, I will ask Congress and the American people to declare war on the enemies of freedom and democracy, the Empire of Japan and Nazi Germany. We're learning about Nazi Germany in school. The Congress is ready for you, sir. You see, Robin, we are not just fighting would-be conquerors. We are fighting for an idea. We are fighting for democracy, where the people decide how they want to be governed. And you know, one day it will be your generation, and then generations that follow will carry the burden of protecting democracy. From who? Why? Well, it's rather startling to think that, despite all we've learned, there are still people in this world that see themselves superior to others, and therefore seek to conquer and oppress. No more. James, shall we? Robin, will you help? What? Wait. You're going to stand? Yes. I must. But you said your legs are... My dear, it is important that people not feel uncomfortable around a person confined to a wheelchair. I work to muster the strength to stand before them so that I may demonstrate vitality and resolve, and so I can lead them. Over here, Robin. Hold my right arm. But your legs... I have steel braces to hold my legs in place, and I can move from the waist up, so I swing them around. Here we go. James? Yeah, that, that's good, good. Very good. Thank you. Wow. It's like you're walking. Like I'm walking. I'm not hiding it. The people do know of my affliction. But what I am showing them is that it will not stop me. I will not let it. And they will not stop us. James? Only your legs are paralyzed. Not you. <laughs> very good, my dear. Very good. James, ask that soldier to take over for Robin. Yes, sir. Robin, will you attend my speech? Maybe a little, but I have to go. Very well. Thank you, soldier. Left arm, please. Good luck. Thank you, my dear. Just a moment. Robin, I want you to remember something. Yes? Remember that no one person is above the principles in our Constitution. No king, no emperor, no self-appointed dictator. No one is above the people. All the people. Teach it to your friends, your family, and one day to your children, and they to their children. Promise? I promise. And pray. Pray hard for our country. James, let's proceed. Senators and representatives, I have the distinguished honor of presenting the President of the United States. Mr. Vice President, Mr. Speaker, members of the Senate and the House of Representatives, yesterday, December 7th, 
1941, a date which will live in infamy. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, FDR, with his unbridled confidence, personal warmth, and strong belief in a better future for all, led the United States first out of a miserable, harrowing economic depression, then through a grim and ferocious world war against a brutal enemy. Above all, he was a fierce defender and dogged champion of civil rights and civil liberties for all citizens, whatever their background. Robin, we have always held to the hope, the belief, the conviction that there is a better life, a better world beyond the horizon. Always remember it is important to push forward, to push hard, and to keep pushing. Robin? Robin, is that you? Yeah. Uh, hi, Mom. What were you doing in the den? Do you know how late it is? The den? Oh, um, I couldn't sleep. I wanted a book. Okay, but you need to get some rest. I can't believe you're still up. I was thinking about that island. Huh? What I... Roosevelt Island. Oh, right. Your project. I think I'll write about FDR. Um, President Roosevelt. What will you write? That he could stand up. That what? Mom, he had polio. Yes, he did. And it was really important for him to stand, to show strength. Mm, yeah, that's interesting. So it's okay that I was up late? Well... (laughs) Good night, Mom!